This is the Kratom Science Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher, blog and social media writer for KratomScience.com. Your source for all things Kratom. Miranda was diagnosed at 22 with interstitial cystitis, a painful bladder disease. She went into pain management and became addicted to opiates. After three years, a friend introduced her to Kratom. She got out of opiate hell and was able to be present for her children and husband, who also used Kratom to beat alcoholism. From Tennessee, this is Miranda Flynn, and this is her Kratom story. Um, you were diagnosed with interstitial cystitis. Did I say that right? You said it right. I'm so yes. proud. Yes, I tried. So you said you were 22 years old? Yes, I was 22, and um, it had it had started right out after um, a hysterectomy. I had had a, a very textbook clean cut hysterectomy. My healing was great. And then it seems like three weeks after that, the pain just started coming all the time. And doctors thought I was crazy. And I was like, I know I have this pain and I don't know where it's coming from. My doctor said, well, it could be adhesions, and then she kept saying it could be adhesions, it could be your ovaries, let's go check everything out. I had all these tests done until she sent me to a urologist, and that's where they found it. And what does that feel like? I know it's, uh, I looked it up, it's like an inflammation of the bladder, but uh, just what does it feel like to have it? It sounds painful. So imagine you're putting battery acid on an open deep cut. That's exactly what it feels like. It's it's very painful. Um, some days I could have, I could wake up feeling okay, um, and then by the end of the day I would not feel okay. I would be in a lot of pain. Did they prescribe you uh, pain pills for it? They did. They <clears throat> when I took and I went to them and I told them, look, I cannot deal with this pain. I can barely even function. I need something, and so they um, sent me to a pain clinic. That's where everything kind of went downhill from there. They um, automatically prescribed me oxycodone 7.5, and um, because I had so many surgeries before that, um, and when you're 15, 16 years old, all they give you is like hydrocodone liquid, and so I had had so many surgeries before my interstitial status come to play, my body had already built an immunity to hydrocodone. So they took that into consideration and didn't didn't start at 5, but they started me at 7.5 milligrams. Okay. Taking 6 a day. So you started being prescribed pain medications uh, uh, when you were in your teens, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a really bad um, soccer accident, yeah. and um, I had um, popped my knee out of place, and it kept popping out of place. So by the time I was 15, I had my first reconstruction surgery on my kneecap. I guess it's years of playing sports and being active. So when I was in my teens, I, I was around pain medicine because I, it was always something. It was always some kind of surgery that I was having to have on my knee to make it be able to work at least 50% right. 
that's about the time they were prescribing pain medication. Because we had a um, lady that just ran for county council here who's about your age. She's in her, like, uh, mid-20s. And uh, she had a, I think she had a soccer injury. She ended up getting addicted to opiates. Did you get addicted to opiates? Was that after you were uh, diagnosed with uh, the uh, cystitis? I had always been around pain medicine. Like I said, when I was when I was in my teens, but I never really knew about addiction until I started recognizing the signs for my mom. Um, and this was after I was in my teens. It was about four years ago that I noticed the signs of my mom being addicted. And so I was going to get pain pills from my mom. I would run out. She would come get them for me. I would run out. I would go get them from her. And so we were feeding each other's addictions. And then the last two weeks of the month, we would both be out and we would withdraw real bad until it was time for another doctor's visit. Did your Does your mom have some kind of chronic pain too? Is that why she was prescribed? Yes, she has um, back pain. She has degenerative disc. I mean, she has a she has a, a rap sheet full of things wrong with her. And me being so young, it's I'm seeing all of those signs, like my mom having fibromyalgia, and I mm. and I have fibromyalgia. So everything that she's starting to get, it seems like I'm mirroring everything. And my yeah. worst fear is to have to get put back on pain medicine. Does your mom take Kratom too? She actually was the one that started on Kratom. Yeah. I never knew what it was. She was like, here, I think you will really like this. It tastes disgusting, but <laughs> it's really helping my pain. Then she stopped taking it. She said one time she gagged so bad she almost threw up. And she said enough's enough. And so she went back to addiction. Um and then one day, I, I really kind of blew it out of my mind when my mom was taking it. And not, I really didn't catch the name or what it could be used for. And then my best friend gave it to me. And she said, I want you to try this. It's nasty, but I think it will really help your pain. She gave me uh, like a little teaspoon of it. And I sat there with them and I was talking to them. And I, I felt my body just relax and my pain was in easing up and my pain was not as severe. And next thing you know, I'm crying because not even, you know, opioids was taking the pain away. Not even me being on Dilaudid was taking pain away. So I, here I was, you know, trying all these different pain medicines. And this little leaf that I thought was not going to be anything different than opioids helped my pain. So I heard about it three or four years ago. Um, I've been I've been strong uh, addiction fr free for since October or no December first of 2018. Was your opiate addiction was it like you had to have some opiates uh, every day or you'd get sick? Well, it was I would start out moody. Like even if I would have some in the cabinet. I would start out being moody until I went and took one. And as soon as my lips hit the cup to drink it down, I would um, drink the pill down. I would be okay. It's like my body knew I was going to get that high in just 35 minutes, 30, 35 minutes later. My husband was an alcoholic and he, me and him went through recovery together by Kratom. 
We say a family that doses together stays together. <laughs> so do you still have uh, pain from your um, cystitis or did I it do. go away? It, so it's something that you're going to have pain from for a yes. long time, you, you think. So that's, that's what it is, like chronic pain. And it's like we had the opioid crisis and they were letting everybody buy as many as they want. Now people with pain can hardly get a prescription as a response to that. And right. is, was that one of the reasons that you, you uh, started uh, with Kratom? No, I was okay. tired. Like, I I would lay in bed while my four-year-old took care of his two-year-old brothers. And I was getting called a piece of crap mom. I didn't care about my kids. I didn't deserve my kids. And finally, one day, I woke up and I was like, I've got to get off these pills. Like my family, I'm taking, I'm ruining my kid's childhood because I want to be selfish and think about myself. And so Aiden is my oldest. And he told me the other day, he says, Mama, do you ever think you'll quit Kratom? And I said, maybe, but I don't think so. And he said, I like you better on the Kratom than pills. I said, me too, buddy. You know, it mellows me out. It makes me get up and function. Um, interstitial cystitis will be something that I live with the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, and while I'm here, I might as well make the most of it. So I would rather make the most of my life not in pain or at least 90% pain-free. So on my life on opioids, I would sleep all day and be up all night. If for some reason, pain medicine makes me sleepy during the day, but it makes me very energetic at night. Mm. And I'm not really sure why that happens. So my kids wouldn't be taken care of. The house would be a wreck. I didn't clean. I didn't cook. I wasn't a good wife. Two years later, I am a good member of society. Uh, I take care of my kids. My kids love being here. My husband loves that I am more active in my children's life and his life that I learned to cook. <laughs> Did you um, get so addicted that you had to get, you had to buy like prescription pills off the street or was it oh, just all yes. the prescriptions? I had to, yeah. I had to go searching. I would eat like 150 pills in like three or four days. Oh, wow. Why I'm lot. not dead, I have no idea. But that <laughs> was a lot of pills in three or four days. Yeah. So I would be actually really upset and start a fight with my husband if he did not give me med uh, money to go get pills. And so the only way to deal with me the other three weeks is to go buy me pills. Yeah. I was in, we were in the hole. Um, we were always fighting. We were, it was, it was not a pleasant time for my children in our life. He was heavy drinking. I was into opioids and, and pain pills and it was a whirlwind for my children. Do you ever have like uh withdrawals to the pills? Oh, I did. Yes. Mm. I was throwing up sick, cold sweats, feverish, shivering, you name it. I had it. I would get headaches. I would be moody and grouchy. I mean, I was not a pleasant person. When it was doctor time, I would pull out my, push out my dates. I would always make up an excuse to call the pain management office and tell them why I couldn't come in that day, that I was out of town or I was having another test done, um, if they could move me to this day or after. Yeah. So that way I would make sure that I... It, 
counted zero. I would put my planner, okay, today I got this many pills, and then I was with my calculator writing on my calendar, you know, how many pills I should have this day, this day, this day, this day, this day. So that way I knew when to call my doctor to get it pushed out so he didn't think anything fishy. And it was was a lot of trouble and heartache and... A lot of worrying. Well, when are they going to call for a pill count? When are they going to call for a pill count? And it just wasn't a pleasant life for anyone. So, what was the process of you transitioning to kratom? Were you already completely sober from the pills, or did you start using kratom while you were doing the pills, or how did you um, do that? I was completely um, withdrawing. From the pills because I hadn't had any pills in my system. I probably was in withdrawals for a good two weeks before my yeah. friend mentioned Kratom. Sickness and stuff from the withdrawals kind of mellow out a little bit when you start taking yes. Kratom? Yeah. Because it's like as soon as my body calmed down and wasn't so worked up and my anxiety wasn't up and, and roaring, I was able to actually calm down and didn't have as bad withdrawals from pain medicine because I had the Kratom. I've actually helped. My friends have come to me, um, the ones on the street doing pills, methadone, crack, heroin. They come to me and like, they're like, Marina, you made it look so easy. I said, oh, no, I did not make it look easy. I just hid behind closed doors until I was able to come out because I, I could not function through withdrawals and go be a good member of society while withdrawing. I mean, I I would have got put in jail. You look at me the wrong way, something's going to happen. My husband would um, come in or he'd make a 24-pack gone on a weekend. It was nothing for him. He was getting to where he was drinking 18 beers a night, a night. Now he comes in and he's like, I just want my Kratom and to sit down. Um, He works a pretty manual labor job. Mm -hmm. And from going from 18 beers a day to he doesn't touch it at all. He he will have a six pack sitting in the freezer for months where he just has to throw it out because it's just not good. Yeah. And he he's just I mean, me and him will both tell you we we were helped. It was by God, through Kratom, that we are not addicts anymore. He, seeing the positive aspects Kratom had on me, I think it was a lot of that. And he had always wanted to quit drinking. But something, whether it be stress in his life, anything, always caused him to drink. And um, and one day he was just kind of like, you know what, tonight I'm just going to try Kratom. And see what it gets me. And then one night would turn into a couple of nights. We would turn into three nights. And then he would have a beer or two on the weekends. To now he doesn't drink at all. Like my kids will tell you. You didn't want to know mommy and daddy before Kratom. He'll, Aiden, my oldest, will actually tell the boys. Mommy's getting up. Nobody move until she has her Kratom. Because Kratom is like coffee to me. I don't, yeah. I don't drink coffee anymore i take a dose of of um extract and a dose of um kratom and i'm good just like my husband my husband has to drink coffee in the morning i have to have my kratom 
Do you still have pain even with the kratom, or does it completely eliminate it? I am about 90. Depends on a good or a bad day. Yeah. If my kids are really stressing me out and I'm not able to use the restroom the way I should, then the kratom helps me about 75 to 85%. Yeah. But until I get myself calmed down, it won't. It's like it. My pain and anxiety causes the kratom from working. Sometimes I feel just it's just in my head. It's not really how I think it works. But until I can calm down, it, I feel like my kratom doesn't work as good. So normally when I'm worked up really really bad and I'm really anxious, I go take a mellow yellow, not the drink kratom. <laughs> I take that before I take any type of red. Um, so I can calm down, um, have the red be able to work the way it should. How much do you take a day, and how do you take it? Do you just do toss and wash, or do you make a tea out of it? I um, actually just put it in Kool-Aid. I oh, take cool. a teaspoon, um, a small teaspoon spoon, not the big, huge ones, but the smaller ones, and I um, get just like a level scoop out of it, and I drink. I get up normally anywhere from 6 to 7 o'clock in the morning. So by 12 or 1, I've had three teaspoons. And mm-hmm. I just stir it up real good in my um, Kool-Aid. It dissolves. I drink it real fast. I swallow some Coke right behind it, and I can't taste it. I, I used to hold my nose and drink it. Now mm-hmm. I just drink it. Um, now, unless it spills out, and then it's like the exorcist, you, you, you see me go crazy. Because I just can't look at it getting spilled. For some reason, I just can't look at it. My husband spilled some of it today, and I was it, I went crazy. But now my husband, it'll be a ritual in the kitchen before he takes his kratom. <laughs> and so I'm just like, oh, my goodness. And I've tried to get my husband to toss and wash. I do toss and wash when I'm going down the road, and I get some juice. Last time, I choked on it. I almost threw it all up. So... I just would rather start up, take it real quick, then toss and wash and get it lodged in my goozler. <laughs> lodged in your where? My goozler. You know, that little flappy part in the middle <laughs> of your throat? <laughs> I've never heard that expression. That's awesome. That is probably local to Tennessee. Oh, okay. I thought it was like craw. I mean, maybe. I call it's it a goozler. My craw. <laughs> your goozler. That's awesome. I'm gonna call it that from now on. I think. So you do. You said you do about three teaspoons a day. No, I do four to six grams maybe a day. Yeah. Um, now my husband will take two or three teaspoons, which I think equals up to like one tablespoon. Yeah. And he will take that um, three or four times a day. But he takes it only of the evening. I take it all day long. Have you ever had any like side effects with kratom? I will get if I if I do a mangal vein, I will get a really bad headache. So okay. I try to stay away from the mangals, even though they're super good, and I have nothing bad to say about them. But just for me, they get they give me a headache, and I don't really know why. I do have IBSD, which is IBS irritable bowel syndrome with diarrhea. It helps that, so I'm not going as much. Oh, okay. And so I think that that's a that's a good plus. Like I always ask people who are addicted to opiates if you don't if you go without kratom, 
do you experience any kind of withdrawals? I would say yes, but it's not the withdrawals people think. Yeah. I'm withdrawing from the pain relief, not withdrawing from Kratom itself. I am I am so used. We, me and my husband buy two kilos uh, kilos a month. If I don't have it, I because I'm so used to having it and having pain control with it and mood control, and I feel much better. I sing in the kitchen, and normally mommy don't sing very good, <laughs> but I feel better. And I notice when I don't have cradle. Or I've tried to do a reset and um, not added a reset um, vein in with my um, regular Kratom. I get kind of moody, but you would get moody if you dealt with the pain that I dealt with every single day. Yeah. Um, so, and then my diarrhea comes back like almost instantly. Uh, Tennessee Kratom is completely legal, is that right? It is on the stands as as long as it's natural. Um, a lot, I found this out today through a um, vendor that I mod for his page, that a lot of people won't send extracts to Tennessee because they have things in them that are not all natural. I don't really know what those is. I've never come across a vendor that I've ever tried that doesn't have... Um, all natural stuff in it. Yeah. But if it's an extract that's like shipped from Indonesia, they won't send it to Tennessee. Huh. That's just okay. my um, research on it, just because things in that extract might not be natural or what's legal in Indonesia might not be legal here. So even though it might be yeah. natural, it might be illegal in the United States. Yeah. And especially Tennessee. Do you ever... Uh get involved in the activism? I'm a big act activist, and I guess that's why I agreed to do the podcast, because everyone has a story, and I believe everyone should let their voice be heard, especially on this touchy subject. Thank you, Miranda Flynn from Tennessee. Check out Best Beauty by Miranda. She sells eyelashes. The music is by Risey. The song is called Memories of Thailand. The Kratom Science Podcast is written and produced by me, Brian Gallagher, for KratomScience.com. Take care.